Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Welcome back to Great Lakes Confidential. It's good to be back. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's feels like it's been so long since we've, since we've recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist, we just recorded another episode. Right. I love I love this like how you can just record as many podcast episodes in a day as you want. And like nobody will ever know when you've actually recorded as long as you don't tell them. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's so funny to me that you can just be like, okay, we're going to record this episode and then we're going to stop and then we're going to switch gears and record another episode, but we're going to all pretend like it's not the same day. <laughs> yeah. But nobody knows because they can't see us just sitting here. <laughs> when I was still doing the truth cast, we would record sometimes four in the same day. And then depending on a variety of things, we would air them out of order. But because that show was canonical and serialized, sometimes we would refer in an episode that release to something that wouldn't happen for two episodes and then I would go oh no I need to figure out how to edit this one line out and I would get so crazy like obsessive about it until I realized you know this is a um a very low brow improvised (laughs) sci-fi fantasy multiple dimensions so yeah, yeah I, I probably don't need to worry about this too much. Well, and and Truthcast was crazy because there was like some sort of a storyline going on. Like mm-hmm. I don't really have much of a storyline. It's just various, you know, topics yeah. and I could just throw together whatever. And I can't imagine like having to go back or like having to remember like I barely remember what I ate yesterday, you know, so like to have to remember like what we recorded and what order things need. I I would lose my mind. Yeah. And now everything makes much more sense. Of why I've lost my mind. Yes, exactly. It's all become so clear now. Yeah. When you do an improvised comedy (laughs) podcast for almost five years, you go a little crazy. That's insane. It's crazy to think that you were doing that podcast for five years. And it's crazy to think that like this podcast technically started two years ago. I took off a full year. Mm -hmm. But now like this is technically two years and I never thought that I would 
like I never thought that this would I don't know I just didn't see this being like the outcome and it's not done right like this isn't the outcome this isn't the end of it but just to consider like oh we're gonna start this podcast and just talk about random Michigan stuff and then here we are like season two and starting with the new co-host and people are just like we love this show and then looking at the freaking analytics and seeing that people literally around the world like how did I end up on the like top 50 in Turkey you know what I mean yeah yeah (laughs) like what is this I think it's kind of funny too that so many comedians do podcasts and really don't have uh you know uh, have such a small portion of the listeners that this show has and and I know because I'm a comedian who has had multiple podcasts <laughs> and I think you just tapped into you know what they say about instead of being the best thing you know that a hundred people are doing you're doing the best thing that no one else is yeah doing. so yeah it's a, a really original idea you can tell that you have a lot of love for the subject matter and you know the first season if you want to call it that you know marty also really knows the state very well and i mean i've lived here most of my 51 years and um new Nuego was a county that started with the letter N. So I might know more about Michigan than I thought I yeah. do, but maybe not. Maybe that was just a lucky one right out of Could the have gate. been a fluke. We'll see. Yeah, we will see. Because <laughs> I think we're up to counties that start with the letter P now, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, or wait. No, we're up to Q. No, we're in P. Well, you're going to have an episode between this, right? Yeah, but we're on P. Because we just did O? Okay. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. I just created a big opportunity for us to edit out a chunk. (laughs) Come back from an edit. Angie laughing. (laughs) Or we leave it in to have (laughs) people know why you're laughing. I told you this is the sort of thing that happens. It's fine. Um, I'm not a smart man, Angie, (laughs) but I know what the alphabet is. Do you, though? Nope. Apparently not. So, yeah, this week on County Roots are the letters P, R, and S. So there's no Q. There's no... Tell that to John Luke Picard. <laughs> Q, what? Q is the bad guy on Star Trek Next Generation, played oh, by John boy. DeLancey. Listen, you're either a Star Wars or you're Star Trek. I'm Star Wars. I don't know what you're talking about. And I always thought you were Star Wars as well. So now I'm starting to really question your loyalty. So says the tattoos. I just know about John Delancey because I also really liked Days of Our Lives in the 80s and Hmm. he played Eugene. Wow you guys are learning a lot about Michigan and Mike. So So, okay so for county roots uh, there's one county that starts with the letter P. Do you know what that is? No I do not. I'm probably going to pronounce it wrong. Let's see. Is it Presque Isle? Presque Isle County. Okay. Okay. So press. Yeah, I think P R E S Q U E. Why? Why have I never heard anybody pronounce this before? Yeah, it's either Presque or Presque. Yeah, we're gonna go with Presque. Um, in French, Presque Isle means nearly an island, which was a nod to the narrow-necked peninsula of land jutting out into Lake Huron. Unless it would be Presque Isle. Oh, like all like like Presque 
Presqu'ile County? Uh, I don't know. If you live in Presqu'ile or Presqu'ile <laughs> County, just let, us, let know. us know. Not by writing in, but finding us. Yes, and- yes. Send me an audio file, please, because I don't know how to pronounce this. The letter R is next, Roscommon County. Roscommon yep. County was first officially known as, again, I'm going to screw this up, Mickinock, which was the name of an Ottawa chief. It's spelled M-I-K-E-N-A-U-K. M-O-U-S-E. <laughs> In 1843, the name was changed to Roscommon after County Roscommon in Ireland. Oh, okay. That's the only R. Saginaw. And because people got tired of the <laughs> the Mickey Mouse joke. Yes. Saginaw County, there are a few theories behind Saginaw County's name. One is that it meant Land of the Sox, referring to a group of Native Americans who once lived here. Though some suggest... Or would could... that be Land of the Sioux? S-A-U-K-S. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, it's okay. Sox. Huh. Some suggest it could mean something akin to place of the outlet as a descriptor of the Saginaw River as it empties into Saginaw Bay. Huh. Yeah. See, you learned so much. This is crazy. Next is St. Clair County. Supposedly, mm-hmm. Lake St. Clair was discovered on the Roman, Roman Catholic feast day of St. Clair of Assisi, hence its name, and the name of the county that borders both that lake. Okay. St. Joseph Very County. Very Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that area still like do you know if there's still like a lot of Catholics over there or Yeah, sure. I feel like there's a lot of rich people over there. Yeah, yeah. That's eh, maybe the same. St. Joseph County was named after the river that flows through it, which likely was named for the patron saint of New France. Sanilac County, some say Sanilac County in the southeast portion of Michigan's Thumb got its name either from a Wyandot chief or from a character named Sanilac from a Wyandot legend. Schoolcraft County, Henry Rowe Schoolcraft, namer of so many Michigan counties and who came through this area on a 2,000-mile territorial expedition in 1820, was given a county bearing his own name, too. If you remember from other episodes, this guy, like, helped name like so many things throughout the state and he was married to an Indian woman. Remember? I don't know if you remember hearing that, but, um, and then finally Shiawassee County. I've also lived there. Shiawassee County is named after its river. Whose name paradoxically could mean either river that turns or river that runs straight. Huh? (laughs) Take your pick. I wonder if it's one of those things that it's in the inflection of how you say it. Like there's some words in like Japanese that putting the accent on different parts of the word or like the type of accent you put on Mm -hmm. different syllables changed the meaning completely. Maybe. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I never, I, I mean, I guess I haven't really thought about the the county names too much until I started doing the show. But now that you say that, that makes more sense than anything else. Cause it's like, why would you, I don't know. Of course, yeah. people always have different meanings for different things anyway. So it's yeah, like, different words have different meanings. Yeah. That's what they say. That's what they say. So I thought that for this episode, it'd be really fun if we talked about weird laws that are like technically still on the books in Michigan. Laws that are on the books but are unenforceable are called zombie laws. Oh, which I love. No, no. All of the research I did was on the rules and that Jesse Eisenberg gives in the Zombieland movies. <laughs> I did all the wrong research. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> 
I'm not going to be a lot of help on this one. All of the information for this episode was found on AroundMichigan.com, MichiganHousesOnline.com, BridgeMI.com, Britannica.com, CarBrain.com, and MLive.com. So... Did you know? And not the movie Zombieland. No, at not all. Zombieland. No, oh, I'm gonna have to be a oh. lot more specific when I'm telling you what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> you're really going to have to approach me as a co-host, as a um, uh, <laughs> a kid who does not pay attention mm. a lot in class because yeah. he's trying to see if different highlighters have different flavors. <laughs> <laughs> and also, um, do you have lava soap? Because my mouth is blue and pink now. <laughs> Rose, did you know that it is illegal to be drunk on a train? No, but that kind of makes sense. Like, I, I mean, you're really not supposed to be drunk in public. Yeah, right. And I mean, people don't really have their own private train. So I, I guess that <laughs> makes sense. So the law is from 1913, and it says specifically that Michigan residents are barred from entering or remaining on a train, quote, while in an offensive state of intoxication. This was a misdemeanor offense. So my question is that they serve alcohol on a train. So, I mean, I'm assuming maybe they didn't back then. But so you just you couldn't get like you couldn't be like completely inebriated and be like, take me to Chicago. <laughs> right. Like they wouldn't let you right, do that. Yeah. Now you sort of can. I mean, <laughs> well, I've been drunk on a train to Chicago. So, yeah. I, well, they're saying in an offensive state. Yeah. So you can like you can get like, you know, let's say you're afraid of rail travel. <laughs> um, you know, you just can't, you know light your toots on fire <laughs> like uh, hey check this out Jebediah I'm gonna uh, get me that oil lamp uh. oh Ezekiel you know you can't be doing that on the train it's against the law so oh, it should be one of them zombie laws so is uh, I don't know why their accents change I was gonna during. say so is it the uh the accents that are offensive at this point or yeah, so maybe that one's not like weird yeah. necessarily, but they get they do get a little bit weirder. It is specific. It is very specific. Yes. yes. Um. So it is illegal to kill a dog using a de- decompression chamber. Excuse me. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is this is nobody likes to hear about killing animals, but you so, shouldn't say nobody. They're a very specific group of weirdos that probably I will are really that. listening closely now. <laughs> I will like, give you that. Oh, tell me more. <laughs> tell me more. So a, de- a decompression chamber is primarily used to help heal wounds now. Like that's what um, most people probably know it as a hyperbaric chamber. So it's a sealed chamber used to treat decompression sickness, gas embolism, Carbon monoxide poisoning, gas gangrene resulting in anaerobic bacteria, tissue injury from radiation therapy for cancer, and then wounds that are difficult to heal. So I've had patients in the past that have had to go to a hyperbaric chamber because they had like decubitus ulcers, which are bed sores basically. Okay. And they literally just lie in this giant tube that is completely sealed. And depending on the treatment, like, you could be in there for two hours. You could be in there for four hours. Like, you literally just lay in this chamber while the pressure helps to heal your wounds. So, 
I have a lot of questions, obviously. Like, why was this being used to kill dogs? I, I don't know. But in 1919, the law was put on the books. And, like, it's still technically on the books, but it's not really enforceable, which makes it a zombie law. But why wouldn't it be enforceable? Well, because people like to bring their emotional support animals with them <laughs> everywhere. So if you're getting rid of your gaseous gangrene, you can bring Rusty along with you. And if accidents happen... It's then, weird, right? Like, Yeah, that is odd. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. So it's, it's on the books, but it's not enforceable. But, I mean, I feel like if you got caught doing it, you probably would get in some trouble. So I don't know. But... Anyways, it's kind of weird and gross. Now we're going to get into like goofier stuff. So no man may seduce or corrupt an unmarried girl or else he risks five years in prison. This was another law put on the books in 1931. And at that time, it was a felony. Wait, back up again. What's that law? No man may seduce and corrupt an unmarried girl or else he risks five years in prison. Huh. Yeah. There would be so many stand-up comedians doing jail time right uh, now. <laughs> perfect. Yes, exactly. So adultery is also illegal, but is only punished if there's a complaint made by the husband or wife that's affected by the adultery, right? <laughs> I mean, what husband's going to be like, yeah, you go ahead. I mean, right. <laughs> I mean, we're so... nice in the Midwest, but, you know. <laughs> Not that nice. Listen, I'm a married man, and I got to tell you, I have drawn the line. And... <laughs> I don't want anyone borrowing my wife yeah. to commit adultery. Yeah. I will get a little miffed. A little a little miffed. <laughs> Slightly annoyed. Yes. Yeah. It's weird. Like, you can't seduce an unmarried person. You also can't seduce a married person because that's adultery and that's Unless illegal. Unless their spouse is okay with it. Unless In that case, hang a pineapple yeah. on your door because <laughs> you got a real fun house. <laughs> a real fun house. Did you know that cars cannot be sold on Sundays in Michigan? Really? Mm-hmm. Now, you work at a dealership. Yeah. Are they open on Sundays? Well, so that's the thing, right? Because I was like, like, I was sitting here and I was like, well, we're not open on the weekends at all. Okay. We're not open on Saturdays and Sundays. So then, but then I started thinking, like, have I ever seen a car dealership open on a Sunday? And I couldn't remember. So I know that we were open on weekends at one time, but I don't know if that included Sundays. It may have only included Saturdays. And does was that only the service department? No. Okay. Like it was the it was as far as I know, it was um sales and service that were opened on wow. Saturdays. Okay. So apparently this is a blue law from seventeen eighty one, which also banned the sale of liquor on Sundays. So blue laws were based on religious reasoning. Yes. Many have been repealed. Um, and I can say for a fact I've bought liquor on Sundays in Michigan, but this one is still on the books, at least for counties with more than 130,000 people. Hmm. So even if it's not a law anymore, I'd be willing to bet that it's super difficult to staff a dealership seven days a week, especially post-COVID. So you're probably not going to find them open anyways. But like, think about how many times, like, have you ever, do you ever remember seeing a car dealership open on a Sunday? No, honestly, I don't. You know, Blue Laws is also where, like, swearing up a blue streak comes from. Oh, does because, it? Because uh, blue language is, you know, in that same kind of, like, you know, just speak with a salty yeah. tongue. Is... Why'd they pick the color blue? I don't know. Well, I have I a don't lot of know. questions. Yeah. That's weird. Or, you know, the comedy term, working blue. 
you know? What does that mean? Working dirty. Oh. Yeah. Huh. See, you bring some value. Yeah. A little bit. (laughs) Very little bit. (laughs) So a woman is not allowed to cut her own hair without her husband's permission. I do know that because I bring that up every time Allison has a hair appointment. (laughs) I grant her permission, (laughs) jokingly, but... Also because I think it's really funny. It's so weird. So I there like I couldn't find a whole lot of information on this one. And obviously it's still technically on the book. So this will be the reason why I never get married. Like this will be the one reason. Will you marry me? No, I will not. Because I will never ask for permission to do anything to my hair. And then that'll be the end of it. So, But I don't think it says anything about coloring your hair. No, but sometimes I, you know, decide to cut it. And not often, but when I do... I don't know. I had my head shaved once. Like, what would that oh, really? do? Yeah. Huh. Would I end up in prison for that? Well, if you were married and your husband was angry with you about that, then yeah. I also used my grandpa's razor for it. I will tell you, as a very longtime platonic friend of yours, I think even if you were to end up married, uh, you carry yourself in a way that no dude is going to tell you what to do. <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about That's going to true. jail. <laughs> because... <laughs> If you got your hair cut and your husband was like, I don't like this. I'm going to call the police. You would just be able to be like, really? Are you sure you want to make that choice? And he'd be like, no, let me make you dinner. Yeah. George said he's afraid of me because I watch too much Dateline. Yes. Facts. Um, So there's also some really silly city laws in the state of Michigan. In the city of Detroit, couples are banned from. Okay. And before I go any further, I should. I probably should have preface this with mostly mike keep it pg i have okay in the city of detroit couples are banned from making love in an automobile unless the act takes place while the vehicle is parked on the couple's own property wow yes huh interesting right Uh, i mean if you've been married a while and you want to spice things up and (laughs) you know maybe maybe you married your high school sweetheart and you know such a weird like Hey, babe, let's go down to the car in the driveway. Like, what? Like, why? (laughs) Never mind. We don't need to get into that. We don't. Also in the city of Detroit, you cannot willfully destroy your old radio. Really? Yep. You cannot destroy a vintage radio. Huh. I I don't know what else you would do with it. But anyways, um, you also cannot scowl at your wife on Sunday. (laughs) And it is also illegal. So if you get your hair cut (laughs) and you think your husband might not like it, wear a hoodie until Sunday and then take the hood down. And if he goes, I'm calling the police, then you can say, I saw that look on your face. Yeah. Let me dial for you. (laughs) (laughs) Hand me the phone. It is also illegal in the city of Detroit to tie your alligator to a fire hydrant. Well, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, in Grand Haven, you'll receive a $5 fine anytime you throw an abandoned hoop skirt into any street or on any sidewalk. In Grand Haven? Yeah. Ooh, well, can't go back to Grand Haven. <laughs> when I was doing my Laverne DeFazio, Laverne and Shirley cosplay, uh, I got. Yeah, that was another one of those things where it was like, I, you know, in my. I'm sure I've said this before on the, on the show, and I know that certain people in my life know this to be very true a lot of times when you say something to me i visualize it in my head which is why people will say something that's funny to me and i will literally sob and 
most likely wet my pants because I can I can see the thing that you're talking about in my head and it's that much funnier. And I really feel bad for people that don't have that ability to like have images in their brains like that because it's amazing. But immediately when I read that, I was like, under what circumstances is this happening? Like, what? What is going on in Grand Haven that these women that it had to have been made a law, right? Well, because they have to come. These laws come from somewhere. Sometimes hoop skirts are made out of wool and wool can get very hot. And, you know, it's they're not fun to wear. Okay. I heard. I, I mean, a friend told me <laughs> hoop skirts are not fun to wear sometimes. And, you know, Grand Haven being where it is, you know. The weather can change That's drastically true. and you know if it's chilly one evening and you're like yeah this <laughs> wool hoop skirt seems like a good idea you know yeah no that seems perfectly reasonable yeah if I you're suppose. out at the sock hop all night and the next day it's unseasonably warm <laughs> Then, of course, you and all the girls are going to be throwing off your hoop skirts and also you know? how much was like five dollars like in today's money like what would that I wonder what that would have translated to and i didn't look that up because i didn't have an actual date of when the law was made yeah but i'm i'm assuming like early 1900s so like five dollars now would be probably like a couple thousand dollars right like it would have to be um well let's see five dollars and 19 i was gonna do a bit and then i was like no i i kind of flash forwarded in my mind of just the look of disappointment you were going to give me because i knew you were gonna have to sit there and wonder whether or not you're gonna edit all of that out so i just edited it out in my head I can time travel a little bit. Oh, boy. <laughs> Some people call that having common sense. Is that what it is? I call it time travel. <laughs> so in Harper Woods, you can't paint sparrows to sell them as parakeets. Really? <laughs> My mom is from Harper Woods. We should yell downstairs to see if Make she Make sure knew that. she knows? Yeah. yeah. Again, under what circumstances is, did this become a law? Like, So clearly there's some sort of like... What's the what is like a deception law, right? Like it's got to be based on like you can't deceive people or mm-hmm. whatever for uh, personal gain or something like that. Like I'm sure yeah. I've heard of this somewhere before, but like so people in Harper were Harper Woods were just like catching sparrows and painting them and selling them as parakeets. Like what in pet shops on the street? Like all I could think of was um. Remember in Dumb and Dumber when he had the bird and he gave it to the blind kid uh-huh. and it didn't have a head? Uh-huh. Anyways. In Kalamazoo. I really do want to yell downstairs and ask my mom if she knew that, but I'm scared that she'll yell back up. What did your Aunt Nancy tell you? <laughs> <laughs> in Kalamazoo, a man cannot serenade his girlfriend. I'm going to guess that Kalamazoo has a lot of tone deaf fellas or something. Maybe. There was a vintage pin that I found, I think, in my grandpa's stuff a long, long, long time ago that said, yes, there really is a Kalamazoo. Like, there used to be, like, this thing where people apparently didn't think Kalamazoo was a real place. Hmm. And so there was, like, vintage pins that said, yes, there really is a Kalamazoo. But there's also an old song. You know that song, um, I Got a Gal in Kalamazoo? Mm-mm. You've never heard that? No. I got a gal in Kalamazoo. Anyways. Um, in you Roch- turned black and white when you did I, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in Rochester, bathing suits must be inspected by the head of police. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Actually, that is very, yeah. Okay. I did live in Rochester for a little while. All right. And um, yeah, okay. my uh, my roommate, Matt, and I uh, found out the hard way with our slip and slide. Mm, mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. In the suit. You didn't know I did hard time in Rochester. <laughs> you did hard time in Rochester. <laughs> yes. You don't want to do hard time in a Speedo. Let no. me just tell you that. That is not the way you want to go to prison. <laughs> In the Sioux, it is illegal to smoke while in bed, which, for safety reasons, makes perfect sense. <laughs> yes. And then in Wayland, anyone can keep their cow on Main Street in downtown as long as they pay a fee of three cents per day. Hmm. Seems reasonable to me. So this is just a small list of the zombie laws that I found in Michigan. So do you have a favorite? Oh, so many moo puns came up in my <laughs> head. I, I, I'm really stuck on the Kalamazoo not serenading people. I just, the movie Say Anything with John Cusack holding the yeah, boombox above yeah. his head with Peter Gabriel playing. That could never happen in he, Kalamazoo. He would have gotten a pretty hefty fine for he, sure. He would have, or he could have been shot. No. <laughs> They could have shot out of speakers. Different times. Yes. <laughs> Do you know of any that um, that I didn't mention? No, these were all new to me. That's that so was... crazy. Yeah, so yeah. these are things that are on the books, still technically on the books, but are mostly unenforceable or just haven't, you know, like there's probably not very many people with alligators in the city of Detroit. One would think. <laughs> yeah. One would... <laughs> Probably wrongly assume. Never mind. Um, Detroit is the Wild West, so who knows what's going on in there. But just like, I don't know. I I don't want to make this dark because this has been a pretty light and fun episode. But my favorite thing to do at comedy shows because of my last name, when anyone brings up Lorena Bobbitt, I always pretend (laughs) that I don't know the story. Oh, so they'll tell you. And then when they explain it, I always bring up the fact that John Wayne Bobbitt was able to get away with it because it was legal in like 26 states that you could pretty much do whatever you wanted to as long as you were married to the person she couldn't press charges against you for untowards you know right acts and everything so I always any anytime someone says that I will get very graphic and loud <laughs> and just say, oh, I thought it was, you know, the woman who, you know, was victim of this crime because it wasn't looked at as a crime at the time. Yeah. And I didn't realize. Oh, well, thank God she was able to free herself <laughs> of this monster. And I'm not sure if. Michigan is one of the states where one of the 26 states where that was legal or not. But uh, it is now, uh, fellas, if you're looking to get married for a loophole, it is now illegal to do that. Yeah. Across the board. Yeah. You so, can't just take advantage of your yes. spouse. Yes. Um, and plus, it's super gross and morally yeah. disgusting. But Remember, if you learn anything with these zombie laws today, it's that consent is sexy. Consent is sexy. Yes, yes, very much so. I don't know. Actually, there was some like there were, you know, there's some abortion type laws on the books and like different things like that, that I didn't really want to get like super, super into just because I have very strong and I think you do, too. Mm. We both have very strong opinions on, you know, things like that. And I, I, I've always tried to do my best to steer clear of those types of issues. Yeah. Um, but it is very strange to consider that women were looked at 
as literal pieces of property in some of these states in these, you know, the 1900s or whatever. I mean, also as recently as the 1990s. Right, right. And it's just like it's crazy to think that like laws actually had to be changed just so that you treated your your wife, your spouse with some sort of decency and respect. You know what I mean? It's just like I like to think that. I mean, I'm sure a lot of states have come a long way for stuff like that. But I like to think that Michigan is, you know, we've got mostly women in, you know, we've got a woman governor. We have a a woman um, secretary of state and, you know, we've got all these women in office and they're definitely pushing us in that direction, um, which is really nice. Um, And see, here I am getting political when I said I wasn't going to. But it just to sort of sum it up, it's just really weird to like think of those things that had to be changed just so that women could have some rights. It's weird that the, the haircutting thing is still in the books. Like every year, you know, because we are a fairly uh, female led state that, you know, you would think that someone would say, Hey, can we just get this out of the books? And that there's probably some male politicians going, Hey, wait a second. We may be working towards handmaid's tale being a real thing. So why don't we just keep that one in there? Just, just in case just just a little bit longer well yeah. that's the other thing too like how do you so we know that these weird laws are on the books and we know that they're not enforceable so like what's the process to change those and to get them off is it such a long and expensive yeah. process that we're not just able to be like you know what just erase that just cr- just use a sharpie and <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like wh- like I mean, I don't understand how to do any of that stuff. I don't really fully understand government and how it works at all, um, which is probably not a good thing to admit to all of these listeners. But anyways, facts are facts. But like, is the process that in depth that we can't just be like, nah, we're, we're not going to that's not going to be there anymore. We're going to get rid of it. I wonder if it's because it's tied to like another thing and in order to get rid of pointless thing a would also mean having to take a look at tangentially somehow related thing b yeah and then it just gets murky or something like that granted everything i know is from schoolhouse rock and it's <laughs> largely just the song i'm just a bill yeah <laughs> i still don't even remember that whole song but yeah conjunction that's, junction yeah but that's more pretty much yeah yeah uh, it's it seems weird to and i wonder like like there was a swearing law Remember, like there used to be a law in the books that you couldn't swear in front of women and children. And it wasn't long ago. I'd say within the last 10 to 15 years. Remember, there was there was like um, a big story. Was it on the Titabawasi River or Gray River or something? And the guy was canoeing and he swore in front of this woman and like ended up getting fined for it and then fought it. And I believe he won. So, like, is that what has to happen? Like, I have to be actually arrested for tying my alligator to the <laughs> to the fire hydrant in Detroit before we're like, you know, this doesn't really happen that much. Why don't we take it off the books? Or, like, does something crazy have to happen with, like, a guy and his wife? Like, oh, she got her hair cut and I didn't give her permission. And then she ends up, you know, then it's a Dateline episode. And then the state of Michigan is like, oh, maybe we should, you know, take that one off the books. It's a little dangerous for women. Like, how does how does the whole thing work? That's what I really want to know. I don't know, but I feel like reading between the lines, you want me to call the police on Allison next time she gets a haircut. (laughs) 
You're her friend. I hope she doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Why do you want Allison to go to jail? <laughs> no, I do not. Because if Allison went to jail, I would probably have to babysit a lot more. <laughs> and I love your kids, but please don't a do that A little really me. does go a long way sometimes. <laughs> I say that as their father. <laughs> They're, they're great. They're adorable. So that's the episode. So I would like to know if anybody else knows of any weird zombie laws. Um, if you know how to take the laws off the books, I'd love to know that too, because clearly we don't know. Yeah, I would love to do a part two of this. So yeah, definitely please leave a message in the Facebook group on the Facebook page yeah. of other zombie laws in Michigan, either you know the state or the city or the county that you live in, because this would be a really fun topic to keep finding out more about. Yeah. And if you leave us one, uh, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Absolutely. Very cool. So um, again, I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. We haven't really made it that far. Um, we're just I kind have of... a, a pitch that What's I'm going to give you off uh, podcast. Let's hear that, it. Uh, off podcast, I'll give you a pitch. So, <laughs> All right. Well, I guess um, it's a secret. So yeah, enjoy your week and we will chat with you guys soon. Bye. Wait, you got to do your big outro. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Come on. I forgot what it's it was. It's what the people want. That's I know. what they tune in for. Sometimes it falls out of my head. Um, watch for deer. Mm-hmm. Stay safe and text us when you get home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>